Welcome to Girl Power. We are the Bad and Bougie Boss Ladies on a phenomenal journey to help you discover your power, passion, and purpose at the convergence of love, romance, and finance. I'm your host, Kisi Monique, along with my co-host, Kertisha, Cherie, and Christian. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time for a half hour of girl power, empowered to be her. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share. Good morning and welcome to Girl Power. I'm your host, Kesey Monique, Affinity for Love Wife Coach, Business Coach for the Bad and Bougie Boss Ladies, and Serial Entrepreneur. This week's topic, we'll be talking about Why Am I Still Single? So ladies and gentlemen, have you ever wondered, why am I still single? I see this person and that person and what appears to be a perfect match. Now I'm not talking in, I'm not talking about perfect as in, oh, perfect, perfect as in, you know, no spot or wrinkle. I'm talking about they seem to be that match for each other. Have you ever looked at that and wondered, why can't I get that? What's wrong with me? So, I'm going to talk about my cousin, Cherie, and her husband for a minute. And I, when I tell you I love these two, they they are some awesome people. I don't care what we go through in this life. That, that's my dog. And so me and Cherie are first cousins. Our mothers were sisters. And I say were because her mom has uh, went on to glory. And when I say she has really, um, how can I say, been there for me. And sometimes that. I, I don't even know how it happened the way it did. I'll just say that. But she was there sometimes crying with me, praying for me, in the trenches with me. And yet, I can honestly say she has definitely stood true to her word for the the main and the majority of everything that I've gone through in these relationships that I talked about in the day I met my Boaz. So if you want to get that book, definitely the link will be posted in the description box. I encourage you get the book. So why am I still single? Very good question. Have you ever been in a situation and you just say, well, it's his fault that things are going like they're going. It's his fault. He's the reason why he did it. Blah, 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 blah. And you've taken no ownership of this situationship that you're in. I don't know. It may be a relationship. I don't know. But a lot of people are stuck in situationships because they're the main person in the relationship and the other person may got one toe in, maybe three toes in, maybe a half a foot in. 
Usually they don't have a whole leg in, but you may find that occasionally. But nonetheless, you're the main person in the relationship and you're trying to hold it together and you're pulling and you're financing and you're, you're the counselor, you're the therapist, you're the lover, you're the everything in the relationship and you're not getting it reciprocated back to you. Why are you still single? Why are you in a relationship and you're single? Mm, good question. There are a number of elements that I have had to fess up regarding my healing. Number one was confession. I had to confess. I've never been jealous of anyone in their relationship. I've always been that one to celebrate. I've always wanted to be in that, how can I say, um, limelight. And not as in, you know, the world to see my marriage or whatever, but with me and that person. I've always wanted that. And it was hard because there were certain things that entered my ear gates and my eye gates. What do you mean, Casey? What are ear gates and eye gates? What do you mean by that? So there were certain things that I seen from the women in my family. And there were certain things that I heard from people all around me. And what that looked like is a matter of clouded vision. Hear me out. I talked about three men who I dated. Dressed in life. Ambivalent. Love pistol. In essence, three, these three men made up one man who was in my life. Okay? So now, listen to what came into my ear gates. God will never bless you with a good man. You don't even know what a good man looked like. That was not said to be an empowerment tool. That was said in a moment of crisis for me. It was said very snide, snooty, and condescendingly. First of all, let's go here. We can't never say what God will and won't do other than lie. He will not lie. He is not a God that he won't lie. But how he chooses to bless you is his business. So whether he chooses to allow you to get into a position for a promotion on your job, in your business. And yes, there's promotions that come within your business. We'll talk about that another time. However, you know... Whether you're blessed to be able to 
you know, do whatever is on your heart. I'll say that because it could be a number of things and I don't want to spend too much time there. But however he chooses to bless you is his business. Things I seen with my eyes, you know, there was a number of people in and out of my life. There was instability in my life. There was never a positive role model in my life until I got older. Then I started coming in contact with women who had positive role models in their lives growing up and they instilled in me things that they grew up with because I didn't have it. So how this looks, I had to go through a process. My process entailed confession. In James 5, 16, it says, therefore, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version, ESV, Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So remember, I told you about my cousin Cherie. When I say there was a time, I was like, cousin, I could not figure it out. I just don't know what to do. I confessed where I took ownership in the problem. The problem was I opened a door. Even though these gentlemen came for me, I still had to somewhere say, okay, yeah, okay, okay. You know, I like this. Okay, this is, this is, this is cool. But then there were things that I saw along the way that were total red flags that I totally ignored. Now, some people may say, oh, no, that's a red flag. I'm getting the heck out of here now. Kudos to you. Don't be afraid to walk away because the inevitable will happen. However, what ended up happening in my case was the fact that I didn't know my red flags. I seen them, but I was pushing them to the side. Eh. I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to stick in there. And something completely different happened with Mr. Love Pistol that made me say, you know what, enough is enough and too much is boop. So <laughs> there was a time I stood in his apartment and I looked around and I remember specifically looking around saying, I don't belong here. Total red flag. And what did I do? Listen to him instead of listening to the Holy Spirit. And guess what happened? I went and set my things down. I got comfortable. I went and took a shower. I started lounging like I belong there. I said out of my mouth, I don't belong here. That was my cue to exit stage left. Get the heck out of there, girl. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Let it go. Didn't do it. So the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to have to show you better than I can tell you. Okay. The next couple of weeks, all hell broke loose. And I mean, all hell broke loose. 
Okay, get the book so you can know what the hell was. Ah, uh, mm, it'll be in the description box. The link is in the description box. You gotta get the book. Nonetheless, after the confession, there was a forgiveness that had to take place. Forgiveness has to be imminent. Why does it have to be imminent, Kesey? They hurt me. I don't want to forgive them. First of all, let's go with this. You want to forgive that your sins may be forgiven of you. So we're going to go to Mark chapter 11. And we're going to look at... Let me go to the full chapter. We're going to look at verse... Uh, we're going to start at verse 22. So Mark eleven twenty-two. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Verse 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received and it will be yours. And then we're going to go ahead and go on to 25. It says, and then when you're standing in prayer, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive your sins. So you do not want to harbor unforgiveness let me give you an example one lady who i used to work with she was like i'll never forgive my ex-husband for things he did to me and i'm just looking like oh and i said so do you not think he's still wreaking havoc while you're here unforgiving yeah i don't care i don't care i'm just not gonna forgive him folks the point i'm getting at you can harbor unforgiveness that person's still gonna be out there doing what they do your forgiveness is imminent for you. You need to let that person go out of that jail cell in your mind because they don't live there. You got them there, but they don't live there. They're still out in the world doing whatever they're doing with whoever they're doing it with. Okay? Free them out of your mind so that you can move on to the next phase of your process and get to the success you're looking for, not just in a relationship, in anything. Work, people you meet, it, it don't matter. Friendships, whoever. Family, you gotta forgive them. Hold on. Forgiveness does not mean you got full access. No, you can deny access. They don't have to be back a part of your active life. That's not what pe people say, forgive and forget. The Bible says forgive and forget. How do you forget trauma? How do you forget when someone offends you to no end? You still have to forgive, but you do not have to allow that person back in your life. Okay? So let's be clear on that. Your forgiveness is imminent for your freedom. For your prayers to continue to be heard. For your prayers to be unhindered to the Father. So, you want to confess and you want to walk in imminent forgiveness. And you can say, I forgive. 
and it still may be like, oh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like this person. That's okay. Continue to confess it until it is released. It may take a while. It may be only one time you have to say it. It's up to however you process things. You know your emotions. Okay. Imminent forgiveness. I'm harping on that because we need to forgive so that we can be set free and we can move on. Okay. Why am I still single? Are you angry at that woman, fellas? Are you angry at that woman because she did things to you that seem like a cardinal sin and you're just like, I don't trust no woman, da, 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 You can't live like that. Forgive her. Ladies, yes, he did things. And I'm not talking about people who totally violated you. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about us who have willfully allowed someone into a space knowing that they didn't deserve that part of us. They didn't deserve the finer part of us. So what we have to do, and I say we collectively, what we have to do is we have to match it. So if they're giving you crumbs, you got to give crumbs back because that's all it's worth. So if they're giving you that million dollar smile, give them that million dollar smile back. But if they're not willing to come up to that million dollar smile and all they're willing to do is live in crumbs, guess what? That means they ain't the one. 80-20 rule. Get the book. The day I met my Boaz, I talk about it in that book and I break it down. Check it out. So there was the confession. Then there's the imminent forgiveness. Okay? The next thing... is envisioning this is where you start walking in your power you want to envision the things that you want okay and that 80 20 rule i'm not gonna give it away to y'all because i really want y'all to read it for yourselves get the book the day i met my boaz okay check it out you have to envision what it is that you want 80 percent I must have 20% my negotiables or my compromise. When I say compromise, I don't mean as in, oh, I'm just going to settle for this person because, you know, I ain't going to get no better. That's not what I'm talking about. That's settling and compromising. I'm talking about compromising as in, okay, well, this is that way, but I can deal with that. That's not the deal breaker. Things that are deal breakers are not what you want to compromise on. That goes in your 80%. Okay. So the next scripture is Habakkuk 2 verses 2, 3, and 4. It says the just shall live by faith. So the scripture reads, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. When you make it plain, you want to make it so that a person who is in the fifth grade, the fourth grade, or even a third grade can interpret what you're reading. What you've written, I'm sorry. What you've written for the vision. 
is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, though it may be delayed, though it hasn't come yet, wonk, 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 I want what I want, I'm just going to go for it. Don't do it. Don't do it because all that glitters ain't gold. Though it tarries, though it may be delayed, though it may be held up, maybe held up because your prayers aren't what they should be. It may be held up because you're not ready. It may be held up because you're still in the process and you haven't forgiven the girl you dated over here, fellas. And women, you may be held up because you're still want to dibble and dabble with him over there. Uh-uh. Hold up. Why am I still single? You cannot have one foot in and one foot out. You got to either be all in or all the way out. And if you want someone in your life who is going to be your lifetime significant other, your spouse, who you grow old with, do not put yourself in a position where you're still having emotions for this person, but you want somebody else. That's not fair to them. Have yourself all the way detached from any man. Or in the men's case, any woman. Be 100% detached. That way. Uh, and, and for those who, I'm always going to be there for my baby mama. I'm always going to be there for my ex-husband or ex-wife. Hold up. This is going to be a problem for someone coming into your life. Why am I still single? These are things that I've heard in coaching sessions. So listen to me. You want to know how can I get to the next level? How can I get to my 10-year mark in my marriage? How can I even get married? How? Why am I divorced? Why am I single again? I didn't want this. Things that have entered your ear gates and your eye gates. Think about it. Think about it. Why am I still single? Okay. It says, though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry, because it's set for an appointed time. But you got work to do. Hold on. Behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him. God will never bless you with a good man. You don't even know what a good man look like. But the just shall live by faith. Now, think about what I just said. There's confession, imminent forgiveness, writing the vision. That's three things I've given you. Okay, so now we're going to go to another scripture. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. In one second. Okay, so now we're going to go to James chapter 2. And let me see. So we're going to start at verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, 
And this is the New King James Version. Faith without works is dead. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith and does not have works? Confession, imminent forgiveness, writing the vision. These are works now. These are works. I'm walking by faith. Okay. Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give him things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Folks, listen to me when I say I had to get out of the cycle. There were times when Cherie cried with me. There were times that she prayed with me. There were times where she delivered prophecies to me. And anyone who knows me knows that I can't stand for somebody to be like, oh, you know, God told me to tell you. Listen to me. When she came and said, cousin, I know you hate for me to say, well, she didn't say me. She said, people, I know you hate for people to tell you. God told me to tell you. She said, but I got to tell you this. The first thing she told me was do not settle and do not compromise. And then in another time we was on the phone crying because I was in California. She was here in Georgia. She prayed. And she held my back up because I was weak emotionally. I was weak. She prayed and she said, God, please bless my cousin with the type of love that you have blessed me with. Where her husband will love her no matter what her situation and circumstances were or are. That unconditional love. Let him be there for her. Folks, when I tell you the day I met my Boaz, it says it right here in Habakkuk 2. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. I envisioned what I wanted. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. My husband is exactly what my cousin prayed for and then some. Oh, I'm going to take it a step further. Let me tell you what kind of God I serve. Let me just tell you real quick. First of all, nothing is ever basic with him. We're just going to go with that. Nothing is ever basic with him. And one of the things is we have to know that we can trust him regardless. No matter what it look like, no matter what folks say, when you're getting folks to pray for you, get people who are going to hold you accountable. Get people who are really going to hold your back up. Don't run to people who have already poured salt on your open wound because they don't have your good, your best interest at heart. They may be going through some things and don't want to see you moving up. 
X them out of your, your imminent process. Don't put them in that because then you're going to sit here and wonder why am I in this cycle of, of this? And I, I think, you know, I'm thinking these folks holding my back up and they, they over here praying against me. Listen to me, people. Cause that one that may be your best friend, may be behind your back talking trash. I'm just saying, I've seen it. I've even had it happen. Nonetheless, check this scripture out. Ephesians 3 and 20 and 21. Now unto him who is able, who is what? Able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be the glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now unto him who is able. He's working according to the power in us. Folks, where's your power? Bask in your power. Bask in your power. Get up. Don't lay there and die knowing that you don't want to be single. It is okay. To want a significant other to grow old with. It is okay. But what do you want in this person? If you were to approach you. If you didn't know you and you were to approach you right now. Would you say, oh, that's a good person. I want to marry that person. I know that person. Think about it. Where are you? You're not changing for them. You're changing for you. They're just going to be the beneficiaries of your powerful change. It's a mindset thing. I want to leave you with this. Do not neglect healing. It is imminent for you. You wondering why I'm still single? Ask yourself that question. Listen to this podcast over and over and over again as you need to. Take those scriptures, break them down. Ask yourself, did I or where did I allow these people in and be truthful and honest with yourself? You can't go wrong. On that note, Bask in your power. Pursue your passion. Define your purpose. How do you want to honor God with your marriage? Right? And as always, keep it pretty and pink. I love you. And we will continue next Sunday.